TFSA or to RA? Hmm, that's the question. We've got the answer for you. You know, we talk about compounding growth endlessly. It's like one of the most important things. If I could get one people to understand the power of compounding and what it does for you over time, but that power of compounding can basically also grow a tax bill for you. So you could end up paying SARS a lot of money out of that growth unless it's in a tax-efficient vehicle like a retirement annuity or a tax-free savings account. So for me, the real essence of both of them is that they are tax-efficient. And why pay more tax than you need to, really? Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications. Your cool guide to investing. Easy. Mm-hmm. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Easy Does a Podcast, your cool guide to investing. My name is DJ At Large, and thank you so much for pressing play. Now, today's episode will help us to answer an interesting question for investors Should you TFSA or should you RA? TFSA is a tax-free savings account, and of course, RA is a retirement annuity. Now, towards the end of every tax year, which is in February, we're encouraged by experts to max out our tax-free savings account and retirement annuity because of the significant tax relief that both products offer. But in a world of TFSA and RAs, it might not be possible to max out uh, both of them because of financial situations, you know. Perhaps you've got other financial priorities, there's other things going on, and perhaps you can only max out one and if you're in that position how do you make the decision do you tfsa do you ra which one of those is better for you in that type of situation so in this episode we'll compare the ra and the tfsa to make it easier for you to choose one or perhaps even both with the help of maya fisher french an author an educator an award-winning financial consumer journalist with over 25 years of industry knowledge helping people to take control of their moolah and i'm a huge fan of her work i'm super excited to have on the podcast every time she's in Joburg to do a talk i am there in the crowd asking questions maya welcome to the easy does it podcast well fantastic and I'm, i'm really excited to be here i was nodding when you were saying you know i always remember you um asking all those questions <laughs> challenging questions often. <laughs> uh, before we tfsa or ra i do have a couple of random questions for you the first one is where are you currently located in the world of course we're having this chat remotely well i'm located in cape town that's where i'm sitting at the moment and in terms of guilty pleasures right i I was curious a bit about this what's that one item or service that you would spend your last rand on you know it all depends on which day of the week you ask me this question but right now i did a really big hike yesterday so Mm -hmm. i think massage would definitely be (laughs) (laughs) that i would spend that's the the last rand would be going to massage right now that's all i'm thinking about (laughs) so maya the last time i physically saw you you were here doing a talk and funny enough it was on RAs and TFSAs as well and I asked you when are we expecting another book and you sort of you know you went here and there with the answer I'm hoping uh, it's going to be soon when can we expect another book I can't remember when you asked that question because I do have um, the updated version which is money questions answered and I did bring that out during COVID so that came out in 2020 Uh, so that is the latest book and it's really an update on you know your money plan which was my first one which I wrote I just really updated it brought in more stuff my experiences that I've been working on with money makeover with City Press bringing in some more of the personal stories of the people 
people that we've taken on the on a financial journey there. So that's really the book that everyone can get. And just by the way, you can get it online on my website, and it gets delivered to your doorstep or as an ebook, whichever you choose. So thanks for asking that question. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, I want to chat a bit about your passion for financial education and wanting to help people control their money. You know, obviously you've got the book, you've got your website, you also on social media a lot. You do quite a lot within that space. I mean, what's the passion? Uh, where does this passion come from in terms of wanting to educate people about finances? I really, really believe that if people understand finances, understand how money works, how all of these things in the financial industry work, that they're going to make better financial decisions. And I know there's this whole argument about what's behavioral and like overcoming behaviors, but actually at the end of the day, you cannot make a good decision if you don't have the information. And I'm actually from the industry. That's what a lot of people don't realize. I worked for a large investment bank. I worked in stockbroking as a stockbroker. I understand that world and I also realize that you know the system is largely stacked in favor of those with knowledge and it can also take advantage of people without knowledge and that really has always bothered me a huge amount that there's this disparity in information out there uh, and, and for me that really drives it and I think well if somebody knows my big bugbear like going to buy a car if you understand how balloon payments work you will not buy a car with a balloon payment but if you don't understand that you're going to fall into those money traps uh, so I think that's really it I'm, I'm out there I'm like a crusade to give people knowledge so at least yes if you make a mistake or you make a bad choice it's you chose to make a bad choice not because you didn't have the knowledge to do so 100 and what i like as well about you is the type of language that you use i sometimes find like people within the industry use very complicated language which i think adds to the problem so all of a sudden something that should be so simple is so over complicated with all this jargon and, and, and complication i couldn't agree more and i do think sometimes the jargon's there to make it difficult for people to make the right choices so i'm very very anti-jargon and i also think that if you cannot explain it simply then you don't understand it yourself and i think that's probably a very good starting point whenever you're talking to somebody about money. If they cannot explain it to you, they probably don't understand what's going on in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So talking about explaining things, of course, today's uh, episode is all about whether to TFSA or to RA. And perhaps a great place to start is to actually explain what a tax-free savings account is and what an RA is. And then we can start to get into the conversation. A retirement annuity is just that. It forms part of your retirement plan. And that should be really seen as something that you're putting money away for, for the day that you retire one day. In fact, we'll get into it, but a retirement annuity you can't access before the age of 55. So it is very, very clearly marked for your retirement funding. Your tax-free savings account is actually a very new product. It was only introduced in 2015, and this really was developed by National Treasury as a way to encourage South Africans to save for their medium um, and longer-term goals. Maybe not necessarily for retirement, although you could use it for retirement, we'll get into that later, but really for those other goals that you may have throughout your life and to make it more attractive for people to invest and not have to pay all these investment taxes, which can be a real leave you me when you come to cash in and pay capital gains tax and things which we can get in just now it gets quite challenging so for me your ra your retirement annuity is really there for retirement your tax-free savings account has multiple uses a lot more flexibility for for different goals in your life i'd like for us to get into the similarities of the two where do they sort of you know come together and got similarities their biggest similarities is that they're both tax effective they're tax effective in different ways so your retirement annuity it, you can actually deduct it off your income so it becomes a tax deduction of your income, a tax-free savings account you use with after tax income, but that is not taxed when you withdraw it. They're both tax efficient. 
efficient but one thing both of them do is that you don't pay tax within the fund uh, whilst that, that money is growing and that is possibly the most powerful thing you know we talk about compounding growth endlessly it's like one of the most important things if I could get one people to understand the power of compounding and what it does for you over time but that power of compounding can can basically also grow a tax bill for you. So you could end up paying SARS a lot of money out of that growth unless it's in a tax-efficient vehicle like a retirement annuity or a tax-free savings account. So for me, the real essence of both of them is that they are tax-efficient. And why pay more tax than you need to, really? <laughs> yes, 100%. I definitely agree. I know that, you know, your RAs and your TFSAs, they've both got rules, right, relating to both of these products. Um, and I'd like for us to touch on four aspects of these rules. So there's obviously contribution limits there's withdrawals there's protection against creditors which is something i didn't know about and of course performance fees so i'd like for us to go through the rules in relation to these four absolutely contribution limits are very important to understand especially in both of the the products they, they, they are different so first of all there is no contribution limit on a retirement annuity you can contribute as much as you want but there is a limit on how much is tax deductible so if you're earning a salary, you can contribute up to 27.5% of your salary every month into any retirement vehicles. That could be your company fund or your retirement annuity, but it's maxed at all of your retirement products. So if you have a company pension fund and an RA, in total, you cannot contribute more than 27.5% if you want a tax deduction. You can contribute more than that, but the tax deduction is limited to 27,000, 27.5%. But there is also a cap at 350,000 Rand a year. So if you contribute more than 350,000 Rand a year, so your salary is really big, maybe you're earning more than a million, and it gets capped at uh, 350,000. After that, you don't get the tax deduction on your retirement annuity, but you can still invest, okay? There's nothing stopping you. Tax-free savings account is different. That actually has quite a low contribution rate of 36,000 Rand a year. So we talk about 3,000 Rand a month, okay? You can put that away. And if you, however, exceed that, they actually tax your contribution. So if you put in an extra 1,000 Rand, your, your, that 1,000 Rand will be taxed at 40% or 400 Rand in your next income tax uh, return. So you really, really, really cannot, or you can, but you don't want to exceed your contributions on a tax-free savings account. So that's very important to understand. And another question I get often around tax-free savings accounts is people say, what if I have multiple tax-free savings accounts? That 36,000 a year applies in total. So if you have 10 of them, it means you can only do 3,600 Rand each. It's in total across all of your contributions. They cannot exceed 36,000 a year. And I think that's a very important one to remember. To add to that is the lifetime limit. So at the moment, um, SARS has said you also cannot over your lifetime put more than 500,000 Rand away. So at the moment, that's about 14 years. If you were maxing out every year, that, that's about 14 years. So those are currently the, the limits on a TFSA. Yeah, I think people get very confused and think if I have three or four, it's 36,000 for each one when it's actually in, in combination, which I think is really, really important. And then in terms of the other rules relating to withdrawals. Again, um, your tax-free savings account, you can take out anytime. It's very flexible, which is why it's very attractive to have as part of your investment portfolio because it's money that you can access at any time. A retirement annuity you can only access generally at the age of 55. It's the earliest uh, retirement date that you can select is age 55. And when you get to the age of 55, you also have rules about that. You can only take one third of your retirement annuity as a lump sum. The other two thirds have to be used to purchase you an income in retirement. 
So it's important to understand that's what the retirement annuity is there for. It is there to provide you an income in retirement. The only thing I want to say about a TFSA and its withdrawals is you'll remember I mentioned that 500,000 Rand lifetime limit. So that's important because if say you have contributed 100,000, you take out that 100,000. Your lifetime limit has effectively reduced from 500,000 to 400,000. You can't replace the 100,000 that you've taken out. So it does have a restriction in that sense. I really get very concerned when I see people using things like their tax-free savings accounts for emergencies, for example, sitting in cash and saying, oh, well, I'll take out and put in. It is not meant for that. It's really meant for your longer-term growth because it does affect that lifetime limit. And you can't go and put back your 36,000 Rand that, for that year that you've taken out. It's seen as a one-off contribution for that year. If you withdraw it, you have to wait till next year to put it in again. So I think it's very important just to understand that uh, that mechanism. Yeah, and thank you for explaining the, the withdrawals part. I recently saw an ad actually on Twitter where one of the organizations was saying, use your tax-free savings account to save towards your wedding day. And I was like, no, because now you're withdrawing from your limit. It just doesn't make sense. Like, it's so important what you're saying is that you need to take these things into consideration. Well, except for one thing, that if you save your daughter's born today and you're planning on saving for her wedding in 25 years' time, maybe then. but it's definitely not i mean and just to add to that why it's so crazy these adverts are so crazy is because you already get 23,800 rand interest-free or tax-free interest a year so that means that SARS doesn't tax your first 23,800 rand a year of interest which means that you can almost have at the moment given interest rates like 500,000 rand sitting in a call account and you won't be paying tax anyway. So why would you want to go and use a tax-free savings account for that? And I think this really bothers me a lot. It bothers me the way that a lot of the banks especially are advertising tax-free savings account. They, you don't need a tax-free savings account to save for your wedding because unless you've got a really, really, really big deposit um, and you've got a couple of million sitting in there, you're probably not going to be ta- paying tax on that interest anyway. And then Maya, in terms of rules relating to protection against creditors? This is a very important one and I mean you, you said you didn't realize this until recently. This is probably one of the huge benefits of a retirement annuity. And, and people, you know, when people argue, oh, retirement annuities have, have restrictions and that. Creditors, now, if you are working for yourself and you have a retirement annuity and your business goes belly up, the creditors cannot come for your retirement annuity. And by the way, that creditor includes SARS. Even SARS can't take your, your retirement annuity away from you. So for somebody who's self-employed, it's a very, very powerful uh, one to consider that, that you know, in terms of your creditors, they cannot attach your retirement annuity. It's probably the only asset that you'll have that they cannot attach. The only thing I do want to say on that is that doesn't apply in a divorce. <laughs> so if your spouse is your creditor, they can, uh, a retirement annuity can form part of, of a divorce settlement, but it cannot be a form part of any other um, creditor. And in terms of your TFSA? Well, TFSAs are, are just simply seen as an investment. So technically speaking, yes, they could, uh, they could attach that. And last but not least, rules in terms of performance fees for for either of the two. (laughs) I'm going to get into the cost of retirement annuities now, but let's start with the TFSA. So one of the rules that was applied was that they said um, performance fees cannot be charged for TFSAs. So generally speaking, we see TFSAs tend to have lower 
fees um, than than products outside of that. And I mean, I think there's it's quite there's quite a famous fund manager who, who has identical fund, one in the TFSA and one outside of the TFSA, because a TFSA applies to anything. It can apply to a unit trust. It can apply to an exchange traded fund. It's just the wrapper that goes around it. So this this fund manager has exactly the same fund, one without the TFSA wrapper and one with it and their performance is actually better, the, the returns are actually better in their TFSA. Now, partly because you don't pay tax on dividends um, with your tax-free savings accounts, that's obviously one of the key things. So that's maybe assisting, but also they, their performance fees on that fund can't apply either. So I think there is that's really important. A retirement annuity, it depends all on the underlying funds um, that you've invested in. They may carry a performance fee. And I think generally what worries me about retirement annuities is that we see such a divergence in, in the pricing and the cost. You can, I can show you a retirement annuity for less than 1% a year, and I can show you a retirement annuity for 3% a year. And I think it's extremely important that people understand the, the impact of these fees. And, and I think it's something we'll discuss later on, but it's something that people need to consider when making that option, which I think makes quite a lot of sense. A little bit on how the tax then differs between the two, from a tax relief on contributions and on withdrawals. How do the taxes then work on both? A retirement annuity works on no tax, no tax, tax, and a TFSA works on tax, no tax, no tax. So let me explain that to you. <laughs> so a retirement annuity is, it's a tax deduction. So you effectively SARS supplements your your contribution. So if I earn 100,000 Rand and I put 10,000 Rand into a retirement annuity, I'm only taxed on 90,000 Rand. So it actually reduces my taxable income and the amount of tax that I'll pay. A tax-free savings account doesn't work like that. You get your 100,000, you pay your tax on it, maybe you only get out uh, 60,000 after that. From that 60,000, you make your 10,000 Rand contribution to a tax-free savings account. So there's no tax deduction on the income unlike a retirement annuity. When it comes to the actual fund, so when your money is now invested, it's sitting in a retirement annuity or it's in a tax-free savings account, the growth on that is totally tax-free. And this is what I was saying is very powerful for both of these. First of all, there's no capital gains tax. Capital gains tax is this thing where you buy uh, any investment really, even even property, you buy something for 10,000 Rand, it grows to 20,000 Rand, that is profit, that's capital gain, and that can be taxable depending on your tax rate. Then there's another tax that applies, especially to shares. So if you're investing in, and I'm sure many of your listeners are share investors, you'll know you invest in a pick and pay or a standard bank or any of these companies, they pay dividends. They pay shareholders an income twice a year from the profits that they've made. And those dividends are taxable at 20%. You do not pay those taxes in a tax-free savings account if the shares are, are local in South Africa and the same with the retirement annuity and that booster is absolutely massive allowing your money to grow tax-free and then at retirement this is again where it differs so it differs on on contribution and then at retirement so when you remember I mentioned that you get your retirement annuity you get one third and then you get an income for life or you get an income for retirement those are taxable based on a retirement tax table so any income you receive will be added to your total income for the year and you'll be taxed as, as income on that. So you actually do pay tax when you retire from your retirement annuity and that upsets quite a lot of people because they don't realize that <laughs> depending on their tax rate. Tax-free savings account you don't because remember there's no capital gains tax so you can make your withdrawal at any time and you will not pay any tax on the growth um, or any of those returns. So it is more tax 
effective, I suppose, on withdrawal, the tax-free savings account. In terms of, you know, the types of asset classes, so, you know, can I invest in any asset class I want um, or are there restrictions for, for the TFSA or RSA? Yeah, this is important to understand as well, and I get a lot of this, and you, I'm sure you get it as well. People say, where can I get a TFSA? Well, a TFSA, is, again, is just simply this entity that surrounds an investment. So if you've ever heard of Coronation's Balanced Fund, as an example, you can go and buy it as a unit trust, or you can say to them, give me the tax-free savings account option. It's the identical fund. They've just simply wrapped it as part of your tax-free savings allocation. So you can pretty much, with your tax-free savings account, invest in anything. You can invest in a bank account, which I've already said is not a great idea. You can invest in a unit trust. You can invest in exchange-traded funds. You can invest in anything as long as you tick the box that says, please make this part of my tax-free savings allocation. Some fund managers limit um, the number of funds that they offer as part of their tax-free savings accounts. But I don't think there's a single fund manager in the country that doesn't um, offer a range. And the same with your exchange-traded funds. So very, you, you simply select it. The only thing you can't do with your tax-free savings account is you can't invest in actual offshore, offshore funds. So I could invest, for example, in a exchange-traded fund that tracks the MSCI World Index as long as it's RAND denominated. And that I can have in my tax-free savings account. But um, I can't say I'm going to go and invest in an actual offshore investment with my tax-free savings account. So that's just the one, one limit. And your retirement annuity has more limits. Your retirement annuity is saying, the government's stance on this is we don't want you to be taking a lot of risk with this. So we're going to limit the amount that you can invest to 75% in equities or shares. Um, so there's always a cap. You can't be fully invested in the stock market with a retirement annuity. And there's also a restriction on how much of that you can invest in offshore tracker funds or offshore funds, uh, RAND denominated funds. So uh, limited at 30%. So those are some of the limitations that um, a retirement annuity offers that you don't have with a tax-free savings account. I think where you've covered, you know, some of the limitations, the rules, um, where these two products are quite similar. And, you know, earlier on, I did say that, you know, deciding between the RA or the TFSA is obviously a personal choice. Um, and it's going to depend on some of these things that we've discussed and particular, you know, the unique situation of an individual. What are some of these unique factors that, you know, some of our listeners need to be considering? I think the first point is your tax rate. So you remember your big benefit with a retirement annuity is that you it's deducted off your taxable income so if i'm trying to i work for myself i um, need to plan for my retirement i want to make sure i can retire one day a retirement annuity is very attractive for me it protects me from my creditors and it gives me a deduction on my taxable income so when i submit my returns to sars i say well i've contributed x to retirement annuity and they take that off my taxable income very attractive if, however, I was earning below the tax threshold or maybe only even paying 18% tax per annum, something like that, then the retirement annuity, the, the inflexibility of it, the fact that I can only access it when I'm 55, all of those restrictions, the fact that I'll pay income when I draw it out, starts to make it a little less attractive for me because I'm not going to get that tax deduction. And maybe it's less important for me to protect against creditors. Maybe I'm employed, I'm not self-employed. Those are some of the various factors that, that you'd need to consider with, with taking out a retirement annuity. And then another one that I would consider is maybe you are employed and you already belong to your company's pension funds. You maybe already have some retirement savings with them. Then I would say, you know, do you want to go and take out a retirement annuity or a tax-free savings account? And you think about the flexibility of a tax-free savings account saying, maybe my money with my company is set there for retirement. I want something else for my medium-term goals. So maybe my first choice would then be rather than taking out an RA to maximize 
my tax-free savings account first. And also keep in mind that if you're with your company's fund, you can always increase your contributions there. You don't necessarily have to go out and take a retirement annuity. So I think these are some of the, the considerations. And I think it also comes down to multiple goals. You know, we are, there are many things we're trying to achieve in our lives and retirement is not the only one and buying a car is not the only one. So we need to make sure that our investments match exactly the goals that we're looking at. Um, so I think also look and say, what are my goals? What am I trying to achieve? And which of these products meets those needs? Maya, what would you say are the key takeaways for our listeners from this conversation? The key takeaways, of course, is to invest in anything. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's the probably key takeaway. Please start investing. Please start growing your wealth. You know, that, that is like really, really, really important. I also do believe, and maybe, I mean, I've always said I should be the poster girl for tax-free savings accounts because I really think that they they should be your first port of call. Um, you know, even if you're starting with 200 Rand a month, just at least why pay tax? Why go and put money somewhere and pay tax on it when you can, can ring fence it? So for me, a tax-free savings account is an extremely important part of your overall financial well-being. I mean, I would go, I mean, I don't, I'm not allowed to give advice, but I would go so far as to say that, you know, that would be really my starting point for anybody saying, I want to start investing. I want to start building wealth. Where do I start? I would definitely say tax-free savings account. And of course, my earlier on, we mentioned that, you know, you give out great information, great education in terms of just finances how do we keep in touch with you your website where are you going to be i know you do quite a lot online where do we find you well i'm all over social media so there's no excuse <laughs> so, but so maya on money that's m-a-y-a maya on money.co.za is my website where i have all my information. I mean, people always message me and they say, ask me questions. Well, I promise you on my website, between my YouTube channel, my podcasts, the articles, you'll find an answer to every single question you've ever had there. Um, obviously, I also have my book, uh, Money Questions Answered, which also answers them. But then in terms of social media, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and it's all at Maya on Money. Oh, fantastic. To TFSA or to RA, thank you so much for your time, Maya Fisher French, for taking us through the similarities of the two products, the rules, and the things that we should take into consideration. Thank you for pressing play on the Easy Desert podcast. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.